0: Welcome to Money in the Mind. Join Andy, a mental health therapist, and Aaron, an accountant, as they explore personal finance, psychology, and provide resources to help on your financial journey.
1: Alright, welcome to another episode of Money in the Mind. You are joined only today by myself, Andy, and the infamous Ron, Ronald, Ronald McDonald, Ronaldinho, Ronaldo, and uh... Yeah, we are just going to kind of wrap today about what we've learned. You know, we we have 40 47 episodes in the tank and thank you again so much for either listening from the beginning or just like picking up wherever. Our library is not meant to necessarily be listened from start to finish. Uh our library is meant to be just kind of hey, what's something that you want to know a little bit more about? What is what is something maybe you're struggling with and how can we best give you even a little few pieces of information or maybe a guest spoke to something that was interesting to you. So thank you again for for either tuning in for the first time or sticking with us. Again, as always, please, please, please like or share and or subscribe to the podcast. If you can leave us a review on literally any podcasting platform that is available to you. And thank you again for your continued patronage to Money in the Mind. Ron, so what we've learned... What have you learned? I'm always curious. I'm always
0: curious. I think the first thing that comes to mind, and it it kind of surprises me actually, is just how generous people are because we've had quite a few guests by now. And honestly, like I'm really I proud isn't the right word, maybe it is, but I'm just pretty happy with who we've invited to the show and how generous they were with their time. I'm just thinking of recent recent guests like Dr. Klons, Dr. Hanneman at Creighton, Dr. Archuleta, at Un- University of Georgia, Dr. Mallinson. Like they we kind of just reached out to them out of the blue and we had some connections to them, but in some cases not super close connections, but how generous they were with their time. And I I shouldn't be so surprised
1: by that, but I'm I'm just grateful for it. It is very cool. And then, you know, you mentioned some people that we, we have very, you know, light connections to. And then, you know, we've also had friends, family members on the show to, to be able to spread their knowledge too. It's, it's, that's kind of one of the things that I've learned is that so much of life deals with how we exchange currency, um, so money and how we, how we think of it as well. And I know that's kind of, arbitrary to say in a podcast that deals with money and psychology. And that's kind of, you know, a self-fulfilling, I don't know, maybe ego boost or something, but it, there's there's so many things that could be mixed in. I remember one of the episodes that still hasn't aired, unfortunately, because of uh, technical problems, but the episode about marijuana. I mean, we were kind of like, "Hey, we we want to have this guest on. Not sure how we're going to tie it in." And then we had a beautiful flow of conversation and really cool things. And so, yeah, I, there's so much of of what deals in our life and deals with those two things. And then the other thing is how cool stories people were willing to share with us as well, especially when it came to maybe some of their mistakes and being vulnerable with us. I just, I absolutely cannot thank enough the, the people that were just willing to share. And even just the amount of flow of conversation from just asking a few questions and just listening to people.
0: Yeah. That, that never ceases to amaze me as well. How amazing a power of a story can be and, and yeah, just narratives in general. There's kind of I think I think it's gosh, we'll we'll quote Morgan Morgan Housel to the day we stop doing this, but I think he's had posts or just tweets or whatever just saying narratives drive everything and that that really is true. Whoever has the the most compelling narrative, whoever says it in the most interesting way is going to drive a lot of what we think and how we feel and we like to think we're objective about things. We all like to think we're open-minded and free thinkers, but I, I have to catch myself and remind myself like, okay, I'm actually not. I, I think I like to think I'm objective or relatively objective, but I'm, I'm probably just kidding myself. Like we all just we all kind of construct things the way that we want them. We we see it's this is like a Danny Kahneman thing from Thinking Fast and Slow. But like what you see is all there is, is one of the the I don't know kind of paradigms that he presents in in his famous book. And and you kind of see what you want to see. We talked a little bit about confirmation bias with with Terp, and you kind of see it everywhere. But sometimes you don't see it in yourself. And is it ever really possible to? to be actually objective i think i think it's possible to be more objective um some people are able to be more objective than others but in a lot of cases uh, in all in all cases we're all we're all biased to some degree in a way that we can't truly see things clearly but it is possible for some for for you to be more objective i guess
1: And to that point too, one of the most important things that I like to talk about, especially in therapy, is perspective. So to piggyback off that, the idea of perspective, the idea that our perspective is we like it kinda I, I don't want to repeat what you said, but we like to think we're objective or we like to think that we can remove our bias from from a situation and um but the truth is we we can't and owning that I think is the most important thing as well. And that's what I loved about talking to so many of these different people and hearing so many different stories is that we've garnered and gained so much perspective from them and just being able to take that into my own life and, and be able to talk about that with other people is, has been truly pretty remarkable. Even in my own exploration of Looking at my own blind spots and like, okay, what am I missing about this? You know, our our conversations with Miguel and Peyton talking about how, you know, the Black community as well as the the Latinx community, and just being able to to fill ourselves on, well, I honestly just shutting up and and listening, and not to say that those those were the only two varying culture or perspective episodes we have, but those are the two that really stick out the most to me, and that's been that's been pretty cool to. To just reflect upon as well.
0: Yeah, I really, really appreciated those episodes. I'm glad. I'm glad you brought that up because that was a year ago. For I think those two guys that we had them on um, last last summer, give or take. And yeah, we've we built. Yeah, we built up a pretty good inventory. And I, I hope, like you said at the beginning, I hope we've done something that's pretty timeless. Another little like catchphrase that I kind of like is that his history doesn't history doesn't rhyme that's you know that's the uh, whatever Uh, a phrase that's been used a lot history doesn't rhyme but but human behavior does so i hope that our even though sometimes we bring in current events to demonstrate something i hope that a lot of what we've done is is timeless because human behavior even though we're trying to improve it and change it in, in a lot of ways with what we're doing human behavior is pretty timeless we're seeing examples of things that that have been that have been done before like pandemic related people that are opposed to wearing masks people that are supporting it people that are opposed to vaccines people that are supporting it the that that kind of stuff has been going on since you know as long as medicine has been around and although they're i mean we talk about being objective they're in this case, I I do think there is an objective answer to both of those questions, but we don't. I don't know. No. Nah. Get get the vaccine, but we don't. We're not gonna.
1: I feel that. Uh, beat you know, a
0: horse. Beat a dead horse. There.
1: One of the one of the other really cool things. I no no in no way, shape, or form. And we briefly mentioned this a few episodes. Is in no way, shape, or form have I ever ever had the desire to write a book or do like copious amounts of research in order to write a book which ironically is is what we've done with this podcast. I mean, we have 47 episodes had if and if we were to transcribe them, we'd have we'd have a book. We'd have a book full of conversations with experts and people's experiences, albeit anecdotes sometimes. We've cited our own um research that we've done and it's been fun. And I think the other cool thing is that it's been so Eye-opening to know, because I remember when we when we first put some of the, those first four episodes out at the very end of of 2019, and I remember being so self-conscious about like the way that I sounded or the way that you and I uh, conversed, or even from our very first guest, Doctor Justin. You know, even even in the way that we interview now, it's so natural. It's so just. Let's have a free flowing conversation and try to get information out there. I mean, and it and it's kind of it's kind of funny too because when when our guests are like, ah, I'm a little, ah, I'm a little, a little nervous about how I sounded or something. Not not every one of our guests, but some have you know, reach out to us and like, can can I listen to it before before you air it? And it's like, listen, we've been there. We get it. The jitters are real you sounded great. If we didn't think it was good, we wouldn't put it out. And not to say that we're super, you know, picky choosy with what we've done, but you know, we, we are kind of picky choosy with the guests that we have on. And if we know they're going to have some good content for people to latch onto and reflect upon, then we're going to, we're going to have them on and we're going to ask questions around things to just, again, continue educating you, the listener. Again, of which we cannot thank enough that you continue to listen to our podcast and our episodes and and what have you. So again, I we can't say thank you enough.
0: Yeah, yeah, that was like six great.
1: points of what I've learned. But
0: <laughs> good, well, yeah, and and it's it's been a really great experience for me because it is it's actually I don't know I, I don't you would you would know Andy you've probably seen people that have actual social anxiety. And I can, I do have a tendency, I, I've had, I've been this way for uh, at least since high school of really uh, potentially beating myself up, you know, kind of kicking myself internally for maybe saying something that I would perceive as dumb and, and someone else might not even think twice and I might be up at three in the morning thinking about, oh, I shouldn't have said that or I wish I would have said something differently. So to be able to, to get on here and like share things publicly it's not super difficult for me because honestly I don't get like negative feedback from people. I, you know, (laughs) I not, not because we don't deserve it, but just because I don't know, I, I just, I'm not seeking it out necessarily. So I'm not like getting a whole lot of like stuff in my inbox or our, our uh, shared inbox through the episodes, through the show. That's, you know, you guys are terrible or you guys are idiots. Um, although, you know, I, It'd be, it'd probably be, it'd be nice to get a little bit of that, but, but yeah, I, I've got a, I've, I've had to kind of get over a little bit of not diagnose social anxiety, but something that I, I do feel from time to time, depending on the setting. So that's been good for me to challenge myself to put some thoughts and opinions out into the internet
1: and I think ultimately, I, I, you know, whenever I, and I'll probably be listening to this episode in this very moment and say, "You dummy, why you sound dumb?" To myself, I, I obviously we're we're always our own biggest critics, uh, with the exception of of narcissists if they're if they're honest at their core about who they are. They're surprisingly fragile people, by the way. Anyway, but I, I would say, even as I was listening to our previous episode, the one that that dropped with with Terp, I was like. Andy, dude, you sound kind of dumb sometimes. And we did get a four-star review on Apple Podcasts because I said absolutely too many times. So i have I have absolutely tried to curb that a little bit. But at the same time, like that, that's the kind of stuff that we want to hear. If, if every time you listen to us and you hear us say the same stinking word over and over and over and over, I know with my public speaking, I'm trying to use, um, less, and I know I've already used it a couple of times this episode, but just being a little bit more cognizant and being able to grow from that has been really cool just to put that out there and be able to sometimes formulate a complete thought without sounding completely dumb. (laughs)
0: yeah well the nice thing about editing is i i edit out a lot of ums and pauses that people don't realize although i try to keep i try to keep a number of them in so that it doesn't sound like a a robotic conversation but right i'll I'll take some of those little ticks out of there sometimes and i lost my train of thought so speaking of sounding
1: dumb there you go (laughs) uh we've also found out that if you put content out there people will listen and more than just your friends and family we've had really cool people reach out to us and just say thank you i had i had facebook friends that i hadn't talked to in years reach out and say hey i love the stuff that you're putting out thanks for thanks for doing it and that's that's really cool cuz you know how facebook friends can be it's like i ooh should i wish this person a happy birthday today i haven't talked to them in 12 years should should we even be friends on facebook <laughs> or and I guess you know you just keep putting it out there, and and people will listen. Some people will listen to more episodes or more episodes than not, and other people listen to one, and that's completely fine. It's been a lot of fun, and mostly this has been so much fun because Ron and I have grown. For me, Ron and I have grown so much in what I consider. I feel like Ron and I have grown so much as friends because we have been able to be so honest with each other. At times that I've had to be reeled in sometimes because I'm like, Ron, we need to do this and this and this and this and this and this and this. And he likes to bring me back to reality and say, Hey, we started this podcast to talk, to continue our friendship, to create something and put it out there. So it's been really cool being able to grow in that friendship with you as well, Ron. Not to mention some of the friends that we've even made through the podcast and and people that we've talked to that never a million years did I think we'd ever get to,
0: yeah, I remember when I was in high school and college, and I did you know i I wrote for the school paper in each case, and yeah, I got to talk to people that I wouldn't have otherwise and and again, having a little bit of social anxiety, you're just like not not being someone who's a natural conversationalist, having an outlet that has a specific focus. Like when I was writing for the school papers out, you know, asking specific questions and having good conversations with people. And it's the same thing here where, because we kind of have this common subject matter that we're discussing, it's, uh, it's able, I'm able to be more comfortable in that setting. So, so I've appreciated that. And, and, and same thing with, you know, Andy, you kind of, I help reel you and you kind of help reel me, me in or challenge me in ways that I need to be challenged as well sometimes too. So it, it's a pretty good dynamic and we we've had that dynamic before we, we hit rec- ever hit record, but, but it's, it's something that you really have to make sure you communicate and be completely honest. Like we, we've had conversations about, should we keep doing this? And yeah, we've, we figured it out and said, absolutely. We, we do want to keep doing this. And, it's, it's been a lot of fun. We're not going anywhere. It sounds, it almost sounds like, like guys, this, is like, the guys, final is episode. like the final episode. No, I honestly, like this is completely arbitrary, but I want to hit at least a hundred because that would, I don't know, just be a cool number to hit. And we yeah. have like, three, we'd have like four books worth of content at that point. So,
1: Oh, and I think of some of our favorite podcasts uh, out there. I know like the art of manliness is, God, it has to be well over 600, maybe 700 by now. I don't even look at the number of episodes anymore. I just look at the titles and and listen to them and go. And, you know, I, I think of Jordan Harbinger, who total podcasting years has been there for over, what, 10, 12 years now, and just putting out content. And the content is is either, you know, really good or something that maybe doesn't pertain to me. And, and that's kind of, again, what we hope to keep putting out there for you is just if you like, like it, if you don't, that's cool, too let us know. I mean, that's, that's one of the things that we love most is engaging, at least for me, holy Moses, I, I absolutely gain a lot of energy meeting new people, which is one of the other important. One of the other things that I've learned is networking is so important. Just being able to have, you know, conversations with people and just ask them to come and talk to you for a little bit. And kind of going back to that point of forgiveness, we've definitely ran into our fair share of of technical difficulties and issues and people have been so like, yeah, yeah, I can, I can reload this page. I can here, Yeah. I can, I can click this real quick. Yeah, I can, I can do that. Hey, can't do the video. Cause it's not working or you know, what have you. It's been, people have been really cool about that too. So again, thank you to our guest.
0: Andy, I do have a prompt here for you. Ooh. And, and of course we, we kind of talked about this off air as well, but, but, Another one of my favorite shows is called the shut down full cast. It is a, it is a college football podcast where they might spend 10% of the time talking about college football and 90% of the time talking about like wedding disasters. Um, <laughs> that was a recent one or just absolute complete nonsense. It's, it's not probably for everyone, but it's one of the few things that actually makes me laugh. Like, like laugh for real. So, anyways, one of the people on the shutdown full cast, her name is Holly Anderson, and she had a tweet almost uh, a week ago, and she said um, she's referencing a tweet from a celebrity, uh, Kevin Hart, for whatever it's worth. Kevin Hart, he's made millions and millions in his career, and he, I don't know, he had a few tweets about he something something was upsetting him. Whatever, not important. Holly Anderson of the Shutdown Fullcast said, Every time I see one of these tweets from a celebrity from a multimillionaire, she says, All I can think is how fast I would disappear from the internet if I had anything approaching this kind of money. So if I had if I had as much money as as Kevin Hart or fill in the blank somebody that you know has a lot of money that you might think fondly of or whatever. If I had as much money as this person, how fast I would be offline, be off social media. But I thought about that and I was like, yeah, I, I, I think I would I think I feel the same. Like I would wanna just get away from all the nonsense that you see on the internet and just do whatever I want. But part of what I want to do is be involved with nonsense on the internet. And and I think back to Talking to Dr. Mallinson a few episodes ago, and that one was titled Money, Power, and Glory, because that's that's a lot of what he studies and talks about. So I guess the the larger point here of something I've learned is that you could you can have a lot of money, you can be incredibly, incredibly wealthy. And it might sound like something I would want to do to like be able to shut off all the nonsense that you see on the internet, but the the pull of of power and glory, in addition to money, is so strong. Like the pull to be, to be meaningful to the world, or to have some type of influence or power over in some area, is so strong that even you know the people who seemingly quote unquote have everything, they they can't. You know they need they need connection, they need interaction with other people, they need to feel valued and important and validated too. So, um, I thought that was an interesting thing that she said and, and a lot of people probably would if they had that kind of money they probably would just like get away from twitter and go you know hiking
1: and mountain climbing or sailing or whatever they want to do and i think some people do too i remember seeing um this this slew of billionaires and i remember warren buffett bill gates jeff bezos and another guy was on there and the other guy had never heard of but he was a billionaire and i think who is this guy? How do we not know about him? Don't we know all the billionaires so far in the world? Apparently not. And maybe some people do that. One one thing that really stuck out to me, what you said right there, is the idea of relevancy. To stay relevant. You think of all those people that have come and gone throughout the years. When a new movie star dies, or not not a new movie star, but a, a very old movie star dies maybe in their 90s and they're like oh my gosh they were in this film in the 1940s or 1950s and and you're like i i have no idea who that person is because it, it at the time their their relevancy may have faded out and relevancy according to hollywood or whatever or how how often you want to put these people in front of you at the same time you know Kevin Hart, maybe he just wants to keep at it because he wants to stay relevant because he knows that maybe if he doesn't stay relevant, that maybe his comedy specials don't pick up as much, or maybe the, the casting opportunities for movies, you know, go out the door or something. I, Liz was reading Matthew McConaughey's biography and this is a super interesting point. So obviously Matthew McConaughey back in the day, like, basically only did rom coms, right? Romantic comedies. That's all he was known for. He was the he was the, you know, hot, sexy dude that said, all right, all right, all right. And and people loved it. And so he wanted to get out of that, right? And so he he finally said no to a to a rom com. And they said Okay, but we're, we're offering you $4 million to do this movie. And he's like, nah, no, no, I'm, I'm not going to do it. They're like, okay, we're going to give you $9 million to do this movie. And he's like, no, I'm no, I'm not going to do it because I don't want to do rom-coms anymore. They offered him $14 million to do this movie. <laughs> and he said no to that wow. amount of money. And for two years, apparently he didn't have work for two years. So when we think about like staying relevant, but at the same time, like, you know, one of the other things that I've learned in this podcast is that like everything almost is coordinated to our values. Everything is coordinated to our core beliefs, which I believe as a therapist. If you go against your core beliefs slash values, then you're going to be miserable if, if I don't like doing podcasting or I don't like talking to you, Ron, and I'm doing this every other week recording with you, like I'm not going to like it. I'm going to hate it. I'm probably going to form some sort of like disdain for you. And, and so, but that, but that is a part of my value is that I've cherished my relationships. I like networking and I like hearing myself talk. So there we go. Right. Check, check, check that the idea of staying relevant is so crucial. Cause you would also said another word in there and it's connection to connect with other people. And maybe that's the way that Kevin Hart connects with people is that via Twitter, that's, that's a connection for him. So it's, it's, it's interesting that you say that, but also it's interesting of how much value we put on the idea of money as well. Well, you have all this money. Why do you, why do you keep talking? Just invest literally $10 million into the stock market and live out the interest for the rest of your life. Pay off all your debts and then just do whatever the hell you want. But that's not what people want necessarily because everyone's different. Everyone's version of success is different. Mm-hmm. I like that. Whew. This is a good point, yeah. Ron. Good point. It's good. Well yeah. prompted.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah, well, I, we all we all want to be relevant and I don't think that has to be a a narcissistic thing. Like we all want to No, it's not at all. Things. No, no, I don't think so. And it's and it's why um you know we had an episode where we we talked about suicide and one of the 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 demographic where it's the biggest problem is, you know, men who are retired where they just their sense of meaning and purpose uh, generally speaking has, has really diminished and maybe just it's gone entirely. So, so they don't have some kind of purpose and meaning and relevance and, and they don't know what to do. So I, I have a lot of, I guess, empathy for that kind of, um, probably really, really depressing state of nature to be in where, you need something to do. And I'm not, uh, trying to bring another episode into this, the the fire episode with Jeff and Kelly. That's such an interesting community, I guess the fire community, because they have a goal of retiring early, but I don't think retire means you stop for most people, even if you're, if you're involved with fire and trying to do this, 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 and this, and have a ton of money saved. Excuse me, a ton of money saved. It doesn't mean that they just don't want to do anything. It means they want to have generally they want to have the freedom to to do what they want with without having the money be an issue. So, and I don't know, all I'll, so many places, so many places I could go with that. But it, it's it's interesting. You could we we all want something to do. We all want to contribute something, and the people who have more money are fortunate enough that they can kind of buy time in a way that other people can. And that's, that's one of the, that's one of the benefits for sure.
1: Oh, absolutely. And ultimately that's what it comes down to. And that's something that we're going to, that we've talked about for 47 episodes now, and we're going to talk about it for 47 more. And hopefully even more than that is the idea of how can you continue to stay congruent with your values as you continue to focus on your finances as well yes well
0: uh here we go Andy just what what are you what are you looking forward to like in the next i don't know maybe year or so or maybe the next like mid mid range not long term but like mid term like five to ten years that's kind of like a a value based like money goal that or like
1: you're saving or wanting to spend on something so i mean I might as well i d- I don't know how many people from work listen to this show or how many higher ups listen to the show that don't know about this, but I'm currently in the transition of switching out from inpatient psych. I'm going to move into private practice. And I, what basically that means in the counseling world is I will run my own business and Ron will help me every step of the way because I don't know anything. And, um, I'm just kidding. But, uh, so I'm going to be switching over to private practice, which means I will acquire my own clients. I will work with them uh, over the course of many weeks and to try to help them with their any issues that they're, that they're really facing regarding their mental health. And so what that's going to do for me is that's going to do one of two things. One, I'm going to be sharing office space with five other people of whom I all respect and care for in some way, shape or form. And so not only will I I start having a, a bit of a more flexible schedule, but I will also be able to um, work with these other five individuals to try to give back to our community as a whole. I, I want to affect more systemic change, uh, j- at least in the city of Omaha, if not maybe a little bit further. And so being able to – and and I'll make more money doing that. I I don't really – I don't want to say I don't care about the extra money, but the extra money will be kind of be used to progress that goal to, to affect a little bit more change by giving back in, in various ways to the community. And then eventually becoming a certified financial therapist through one of the certification programs as well. And it's been cool to be able to talk to Dr. Clons and Dr. Archuleta about that, to be able to make those contacts, to be able to stay relevant in that field. Eventually, in our family, we want to be able to, I think we've talked about this a few times, but I, we want to be able to buy a small lake house to be able to be able to escape to a lake on the nice uh, nice weather weekends and what have you. So those are kind of my maybe immediate, well, immediate to long-term goals Kind of being said, but what about you,
0: boy? <laughs> Those are all really good and and specific, and I don't know if I have a, a great answer for that. But I, one of the things that uh, Lisa and I try to do is kind of think about balancing, you know, trying to save for the future and being able to spend and enjoy things now. Because I, yeah, it's something I see Ramit talk about a decent amount. That he'll say, well uh it's a really, really, really difficult thing, people who are savers and savers and savers and savers, to be able to s- switch from saving to spending. Mm-hmm. So I think something we kind of try to do is be able to say, OK, let's let's be willing to spend on family, on experiences now and try to save for the future, which acknowledging like to be able to do that is like enormously you know, fortunate. Yeah. Um, So, I mean, I fully acknowledge that, but I also want to like be able to use what we have saved and having some, I some pretty good habits to be able to like, you know, you're, you're talking about having some influence within Omaha and being just helping people with their mental health. I think that's one of the reasons we try to save a lot. And, and I'm talking about like invested savings, so that maybe we can leave like some kind of big legacy gift someday, um, like an or some kind of like endowment or something for family. I don't know. We're we're fairly young, but something that can have long term impact and be able to do things in the short term. So I don't know exactly what that looks like necessarily. I don't have really concrete ideas. I've got I've got a few. Some of the some of the stuff that's happened in the in the last year has has really impacted me in a way that I really want to help and, and do some things. Um, the, the empowerment network here in Omaha is something I've come across and I've been, they have, they have zoom meetings every week where they talk about, it's, it's a really interesting collaboration between people in the community and like police officers actually. So, you know, like North Omaha and some of the, you know, the people of color, the black population in Omaha, having a collaboration with police officers, like you don't hear about that, that kind of thing, either in conservative or um, liberal media, like you don't hear about some of the good things that are happening with some of these kind of cultural issues we have right now. So being able to actually like see that and be in on the conversation with some of that, that that's been really cool. So I kind of want to, I want to take more action there because right now I'm just kind of listening but I think actually taking more concrete action is something that that I want to be able to do and and whatever form that takes, I'm still trying to figure that out. but
1: lovely dude hey you get you've got a goal and you've got something set, and who knows what's gonna come of it? Only goodness, man, your intentions you know that's the other thing beside perspective that I often talk about is intentions, and intentions are good, and so good will come of it
0: that's what that's that's what we hope at least.
1: Well, I think that's a good place to end the episode. We just want to say thank you again. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening to us. We cannot thank you, the listener, and the guests that might be listeners now. And we just can't thank you enough. Really, really appreciate what y'all have done for us and just enhancing our lives. And we hope that we've enhanced your lives even just a little bit. And thanks for... Thanks for opening that conversation with us and just being able to talk to us and even just ideas of new episodes and what have you. So thank you again, listeners, for listening to Money in the Mind, where we try to teach you every other week about managing your money and not letting you it...